Welcome to Books and Beyond with your host, Alison. Join us for half an hour of information, entertainment, reading recommendations and beyond. Brought to you by Auckland Libraries. I know this girl and she works in... No, my, hi, my, kia and welcome to our second Books and Beyond Literary Lounge. This is your host, Alison, and I'm joined in the studio today by my colleague, Inika. Talofa, Inika. Talofa, Alison. Isn't it great to be in the studio again? Oh, uh, wonderful. This is a great new experience for me. After our lockdown edition, um, out of the house and black, back in the, um, the Planet FM studio, um, and we're sitting in an appropriate distance from each other. We certainly are. Which is, is really good. Um, yeah, and I think, I don't know about you, but I've managed to pretty much dismantle my home studio. <laughs> I've taken down all my soft furnishing. Although, I did notice this morning, I noticed I've still got bubble wrap on the outside of my closet. Oh, well, so, they do say bubble wrap's good for insulation, don't they? Yes. Maybe you should keep it up. Well, I'm thinking it's something more deep and meaningful in that. <laughs> but, but I don't know, but how's your closet? Yep, looking? closet cave has been dismantled. Everything's back to normal. Duvet's put away. We're all good again. Oh, that sounds really good. Poofs out of the way. Oh, good. Oh, you need that, yep. don't you? Yes. Oh, well done. I'm just missing my dog today. I wish she could be with us. That would be nice. But anyway, she'll be listening at home. Um, so, now... Um, what have we got? We've got some things happening this week with the libraries, haven't we? We have. We're really thrilled to um, to announce that uh, from Tuesday the 2nd of June, so just after Queen's birthday, all of our libraries here in Auckland will be back open. Yay! Oh, that's going to be so good, isn't it? Um, and we've still got um, our loan limits are higher, aren't they? That's right, yeah. Good tip for everybody is that... Um, our usual loan limits for um, library customers are 35 books. It's t- going up to 50 now. So uh, make sure that when you go in, you get a huge stack. And um, to get it home, make sure you bring a barrel or someone husky. To, to cart it home Absolutely. for you. Absolutely. Yes. Well, look, at, um, one of my library jobs I had, we did have a customer that used to bring a wheelbarrow. Yeah. And turk gumboots and all. So Very wise. I think it's a, a very smart thing to do. Yeah. Oh, good. And um, the other, some good news that um, our renewals, our loans can be renewed online, can't they? And then we're still not having overdue fees, which That's is right. really good, isn't it? Yeah. So if you don't make it in, in the next little while, you're still good. No overdue fees until the 30th of June. And the same goes for things like collecting your holds. That's really great. I'm I'm really thrilled that yeah, I'm that pleased we're doing too, that. especially yeah. when we're getting back online. Yeah, yeah, it makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. So, hey, on today's literary lounge, we're going to talk to you um, again about what we've been reading, uh, what's on our TBR lists, mm-hmm. and um, we've got a couple of hot tips too uh, for getting the most out of your reading with Auckland Libraries. So. Um, I, I might start again. I'm yeah, bit, go for it, Alison. I did this last time. We should really alternate, I guess. But anyway, how about I start? So one book that I've been reading and was on my TBR list for a, a wee while, but it's fabulous, and it's called Maybe You Should Talk to Someone, uh, and its subtitle is A Therapist, Her Therapist, and Our Lives Revealed. Mm. published last year and written by um, an American woman called Laurie Gottlieb. 
I've heard a little bit about this, Alison. I can't wait to hear about it. I haven't read it myself. Yeah, it's been a real uh, bestseller and um, probably as a result of that, we've got it available in practically every format you can think of. So that's e-book, e-audio, and that's through Overdrive. Then we've got the hard copy in regular print, large print, and we've even got it on CD. Fantastic. So you've got heaps of options with that. Now, and as I was saying, I've just adored this book. It's narrative non-fiction and so it's a memoir by a psychotherapist um, and it covers her life and its ups and downs. Um, <clears throat> all those slings and arrows that mm. that um, happen in a, in a, a life well lived. Um, <laughs> and um, broadly she covers the lives of her clients as well the, the people that she's seeing in mm-hmm. therapy but um, all names and identifying features of her, her patients have been changed so mm-hmm. it's um, hashtag not her real name <laughs> kind of thing um, <clears throat> but what makes it so interesting is that she's in therapy as well because she has a, she's had a really messy breakup with, ah. with a, a partner and and um, so she's, and it's a lot about grief and r- relationships and that sort of thing. But um, I've learned a few things by reading the book. And one of them is that um, she says that every single one of us is a, what they call an unreliable narrator when we talk about our own lives. Um, and that she includes herself in that. So when we're telling someone the our story own. of our, our lives, mm. a lot of it... Um, Probably it's not really sort of porkies. I don't. I don't think she's sort of saying that. No, I think there's something definitely something to be said about that. We, you know, we usually want to present ourselves in the way that we want to be perceived. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, I guess we all see things through our own lenses. Absolutely, don't we? As she touches the glasses there, um, <laughs> and so she talks about um, the patterns that we weave through our lives, especially in times of uncertainty and grief Mm. um, and things that we do such as avoidance and transference um, I still can't quite remember what transference means, she does explain it and then I think, oh yeah that's right then I forget, so (laughs) I won't explain it now, but just the um, paradoxes that we live with in our our lives and things like um, haven't we all done this, perhaps self-sabotage when you, you think you're doing some good things and then you sabotage yourself. And yeah, yeah. I yeah. think this, this is part of the human condition, isn't it? It really you know, Always really wanted me doing the best, but yes. whether we make it is another question. That's right, mm. yeah. But ultimately, it's a really good yarn. Um, it's a great story. It's really uplifting and full of sort of promise and possibility and um, really reminded me that you'll never get today back. Yeah. Um, so sees today. It's so, so reassuring in some ways to think that, um, you know, a psychotherapist has the same issues that we all do with all that professional yes, experience that, and all of the stories they must have heard and all of the help that they've given. Yes. They still struggle in their own way. Yeah, mm. which is kind of really reassuring. It is reassuring. Too, and that we're just all, all human. We're all probably put together pretty much the same way, That's aren't right. we? That's right. Yeah. Um, hey, shall I just um, jump over to my next one? Sure. <clears throat> and, uh, yeah, because now, well, this one has got a link to you, in a cup oh. in it, because you recommended it to me um, a while back. And, gee, you're good at, 
at the old recommendations. Uh, <laughs> you just I draw from many sources, I tell you what. I usually pass on the recommendations of others. <laughs> but gee, this was great. And this one was called The Reader on the 627. <gasps> and it's the French, translation from the French. Um, and the author is Jean-Paul Didier Laurent. Mm. Um, and thank you. Oh, I love this. I never would have come across this, I don't no, think. It's a bit of an older read, isn't it? Is it yes. 15, 15 I think. To think, yes, and it really reminded me of the old Fahrenheit four five one. You know, I've never read that, Alison. Oh, I really must. Yeah. Oh, I'd love it if you did. Yeah. And okay, I'll put it, it on my list, and um, then we can compare. Sounds good. And con- contrast. It's a. It's a, this. So this one is a modern version of that. Um, so in saying that, it's a really. Good example of metafiction. Yeah, I would say it's very, very meta. Um, and I, it's I love how it, I love that it's set in in Paris. Mm. Um, always love those ones. But it's beautiful and it's warm and um, it's a tale of a bunch of misfit characters. It is really. Yeah, and um, also the the power of literature to to uplift even the most downtrodden members Absolutely. of our communities. Yeah, and um, it's so funny at times, but it's sad and it's romantic. Yeah, it's really got the tragic tragic comedy thing going on, yes. hasn't it? Um, yeah. One thing I really loved about this book was um, the way that... Uh, so the job of the main character is to um, to be a destroyer of books. He works in a mm. factory where they pulp um, books that haven't sold, books that have been left behind... And um, part of his job, to, he absolutely hates his job. He hates yes, his job. Yes, that's right. And he hates, the, he hates that he's getting rid of literature. So his redeeming, um, what he does to redeem his own sort of feelings around this is that he jumps into the machine and he, uh, he gathers up the pages that ended up missing the pulping machine. And um, and he uses them to, uh, and he spreads the word. He use, just reads little excerpts yes. of it on his journey into the office, I think. Into the or office. Or is it home, I can't On remember. the train. I think oh, it's the morning. Yeah, yeah, the morning. Yeah. Yes. I love all the train travel. But yes, that's so reading those little um, snippets. Mm. Of, of his books and he has quite a fan club doesn't he of people <laughs> yes. like what are you going to read today and, um, and they're all different and they're all only one or two pages aren't they yeah that's mm. right and I love that but we were just laughing this morning weren't we about this that when he goes and volunteers at the retirement home um, and um, and he volunteers to read some of these literary fragments mm. um, and he's in the hospital wing so the people are quite you know, at the end of their lives and in, mm. in a really sad place. And um, just when he realises, because he doesn't know what he's about to read, and he realises that he's reading quite full-on erotica. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and so he tries to shut down the whole <laughs> reading. And the dear old people in the hospital wing are, are shouting, no, keep going. <laughs> it, keep really, it really energises them. Yeah, yeah that's right. They're so, ready for it. So that was just laugh out loud, <laughs> funny, but so warm and, and touching. Yeah. So, this yeah. book really reminded me of, of Amelie and a big one. I only just oh. watched that about a month ago. It was one of my sort of comfort watches during lockdown. And um, yeah, it reminded me of that book again. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yes, of course. Yeah. yeah. Because there is a little love story tied in. Oh, yes. It it's um, extremely romantic. And a hunt. Too. A hunt for the love. Yes. Story, the lover. Yes. yes. Oh, oh, it's a secret so lover. Good. Yeah. Yes. So that's kind of 
been what I've been reading the last couple of weeks. Mm. What have you been up to? Well, I thought I would talk about a couple of um, a couple of prize winners. With you know, the Auckland Writers Festival has been on my mind. Of mm. course, this um, the last week would have been when it was all on yes. that last weekend. Um, but of course, you know, many of our listeners um, will know that um, Auckland Writers Festival has moved online for this year, and they're running Sunday morning um, sessions from nine a.m. to ten a.m. and featuring two or three um, of each of the authors, or as many of the authors as they can. Um, they can get on on their both on their Facebook page and on uh, later uploaded to their website as well. So if you haven't already tuned in, I really highly recommend jumping in. I think it's been three or four of those um, Sunday morning sessions so far. So two of the authors, um, two of the books I'm going to talk about today, the authors have already been featured so you can catch up with these videos now. Um, the first one is one that will be familiar to many from the last couple of weeks. Um, Owe by Becky Manawatu. Oh, yes. Who won the, the Ockhams? Absolutely. Yes. Won the Ockhams. Debut novel from this author. And I think I, I think she's only one of two um, authors who've won the, um, the, the big prize um, with a debut novel. Wow. Yeah. Yes. So this book is absolutely beautiful. Um, all the awards, all the accolades that you've read, it's all true. Um, it's extremely readable. It is um, difficult to read in parts because of the subject matter. Um, for people who may not have heard of it, um, it does have um, these elements of gang violence. There is some um, some domestic violence or family violence in this mix too. And so it can be tough reading at times. But the story itself is a story of um, whānau. It's a story of um, of love and loss. Um, it has, as I say, a lot of... Um, there are some really violent scenes and some really tough situations in this book, but there's so much heart and tenderness in it mm. and um, a real drawing together. Yeah, it's a sad story. It's a, it is a really sad story, I have to say. But um, at the same time, it has so much, um, there's so much love and so much connection in this book too. Oh, look, it sounds so great. I just cannot wait to read it. And in fact, I'm pretty sure I'm going to um, buy it this week from a local independent bookstore I it's think one of those ones that I think is nice it's going to be a great one to have I think it is yeah it? absolutely look I think if you're not already in the queue at the library get yourself in the queue if you want to jump and jump the queue then do go ahead this is the time when we need to be supporting our local yeah, bookshop that's what I was thinking and our local too. presses yes um, it's from a small press Mercado press and um yeah absolutely um yeah, worth the way if you if you're going to decide to stay on that queue. Yeah, yeah. and um, particularly since that they're saying that it's um, one of the best ever New Zealand novels. So I mean, that's pretty high praise, it's isn't it? Pretty high praise, right? Yeah, it will remind, remind many people of the Bone People. Mm. It has elements of that, elements of Once Were Warriors. There's some beautiful connecting um, symbolism and elements throughout the book. Um, there's um, the sea is um, is used often in the book. Um, it's it's part of the plot, but also mm. comes in as a kind of symbolic element. Birds feature highly. Oh, yes. It's got a beautiful cover. The cover with seen. those native birds is so beautiful. Yeah, and the wind as well. So there's a real mm. link through with the story. There's connections from people to the land. Um, there's connections between... Um, the spirit world as well. So as you, the book has a number of voices. You hear from um, the two children in the book, um, so Arama and his big brother Tokiri. Um, we also hear from um, Jade and Toko, 
and these stories kind of like jumping in and out. The voices are jumping in and out, and there's also a, um, a, a ghostly voice as well that comes mm. in. And it's only later in the novel who we find out who this ghost is. Oh, wow! Mm. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait. It's, I'm so it's excited. Really about beautiful. That. Yeah. Oh, terrific. Yeah. And what else have you been? Yeah, so the other award-winning um, book that I... Now, I did read this a, a few months ago, but I was reminded and I wanted to bring it up in the session because I just recently tuned in. And this is um, Girl, Woman and Other by Bernadine oh, Everesto. Yes. And she was featured on the um, the Sunday sessions a couple of weeks ago now. And this is another book which has multiple voices. Um, Bernadine Everesto has created a, um, a novel which includes um, 12 black British women's voices. Um, they're all of different ages and they live in, some of them live in different times. Um, many of them are connected. So the nice thing that I like about this book is that you start with one voice um, telling about her life and it's kind of a quite a free-flowing prose style. So she's called it fusion fiction actually. Oh. So it's got a real, real flowing element. There's not a lot of punctuation. It just kind of keeps going, but it's really readable. I mean, I found this such an organic reading. Um, um, the whole sort of experience. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, because it just draws you through. So you, you've got, a, you know, 12 different um, women, as I say, all different ages. Many of them are mother and daughter combos. Oh, right. Um, friends as well. And we jump from contemporary right back to maybe 200 years ago, um, looking at the connections between each of the women. So you'll get one character coming in um, into one of the women's stories and you'll sort of get a, get a view of who that woman is from the first woman's perspective and then this woman will come out and get her own chapter later mm. on the piece and you get a much deeper insight into the sort of person that she is and why she is the way she is. Oh, it's yes, it was great. I read it... Um Oh, probably six months ago, mm. and yeah, and I I loved it as well, and I um really liked how she, um once again that that sort of joy that comes through, you know, you've got struggle, but you've got great love, huge love, absolutely and joy and imagination, um, some pretty contentious issues that are, are covered. But, yes. Um, yeah. I I liked that. I liked how even some um, some issues that uh, perhaps some authors are a bit scared to to tackle. Yeah, um, I think she's she's brave in this novel. Brave. Yes. Yeah. yeah absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I really liked how um, the family groupings. Um, some of them are quite non-traditional. Yes, um, I like that too. When I say that, what is traditional? Well, you know, this is true. What is, who who decides what? That's what family right. Is, you know? I, I think I heard that you know one of her. She really wanted to get as many stories as possible and to make sure that they were as different as possible, you know. She really wants to make sure that, that people understand that, you know, um, being a black British woman is not a single experience. Mm. Obviously, people who have come to live in Britain have come from so many different countries and cultural backgrounds. Um, and, of course, living a lot of... Um, the people in this book live in London, um, but actually some of them are rural as well. So she really wanted to look at the rural and urban experience of Black British women oh, and not right. not keep it stuck into so perhaps one box that people might think of of South London, for instance, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, she's really something, isn't she? And um, I was so glad that she won won the book up. Yes. Well, the, the, there was um, discussions around that, weren't there? That yeah. So some, the, many people felt she should have won it. 
outright rather than tied shared. Yeah, yeah. I think that's um, it's a bit of a shame to be honest um, that that in this situation she was sharing it. I think yeah. that she deserved to win it on her own. There's no reason really mm. to make it a. Sh- it's never been won as a shared prize before. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so I think that it's a shame. Yeah, I, I do too. So hopefully, we or whoever will learn from that experience. I hope so. I yeah. mean, Margaret Atwood is obviously amazing and incredible. Um, obviously, though, a multi prize award winning writer. Mm. And mm. I just think perhaps it was Bernadine Evaristo's year. Yeah, it was hers to win, really. Hers wasn't to win. It? Yes. Yeah. Hey, um, oh, no, look, that's great. And um, what's on your, how's your TBR list going? Well, it's still ridiculously huge, of course. <laughs> yeah. I'm embarrassed to say I, I um, returned a huge pile of um, TBR books to my local library over the weekend, unread. <laughs> oh, but, um, yeah. And then I took another huge pile. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good on you. The joys of libraries. That's yes. right. That's right. Um, one that I am working on at the moment is um, Invisible Woman. Um, by Caroline Criado Perez, and the byline for this book is "Exposing Data Bias in a World Designed for Men." Oh, this right. is um, published last year. Um, this is a non-fiction book. You'll find it in our non-fiction collection, and it also is available in our e-formats as well. And this book is um, about the gender data gap. So it looks at the data that is collected, how we go about collecting it, and how the way that data is used or not used in terms of the way our world is run affects the world that we're all living in. So one of the, the key points of this book is really that um, when they're looking at um, design of, of um, areas such as public transport, city planning, medical research, design and technology areas, um, for the most part... Uh, data that's drawn and the way that data is used is being based on a kind of a male world really mm, how interesting it's yes. so fascinating um the book itself is really um it is kind of a uh, it's almost a list of data and examples and it has a global perspective so they're looking at um, both urban environments and they're looking at um Lots of different um, situations in the world where this could apply, and really the um, the outstanding point is that um, is that fifty percent of the population is often considered an outlier due to basically the way the research is is structured. Mm. Mm. Yeah, oh, so fascinating. You might, um, I think, you would find this really interesting with your background in science. Alison. Yeah, I was just th- I was thinking that as we as you were telling me about it, yeah. with my inner geek, I think could, <laughs> could really enjoy. I this. think your inner geek will be exercised by this. Yes. Yeah. Oh, good. Um, oh, I might request it. Yeah. One example that I think you know really stood out was something um, things like uh, car tests, um, seatbelt tests. So. Oh being used um, a standard kind of height and weight and bo- and body shape of a male and they've actually only recently um, started using a slightly smaller model but even then you haven't actually got the women's physique and that mm. this causes higher levels of injury in women uh, in the event of a car crash. Goodness me. Yeah, so going back to the crash test dummies. Crash test dummies. Sort of yes, wow, all of those things. Oh, I'm going to request that. Yeah, that I think. Get on the list for this one. Terrific, yeah. Well, look, um, I'm going to geek out a little bit here too because I was thinking about my own TBR list mm. and um, I'm still only fly, uh, slightly sort of flattening that. Kind <laughs> of, um, I did it a 
couple of weeks ago, I think I said to you, it's really um, exponential <laughs> when you look at it. But now I would say it's logarithmic. <laughs> so um, that's a bit of a flattening. So that's my geek 101 for today. Um, so I'm down to the logarithmic curve. But um, one that I, I really want to read, or a couple of the Curtis Sittenfeld books. Oh, yes. Um, she was interviewed on National Radio this earlier this week with Catherine <gasps> Ryan, and they were talking about Rodham, um, which you, you and I would were discussing earlier too, weren't we? Yes, Rodham, Rodham's due to be published this month, I believe. Yeah. Um, so for, for those who haven't heard, Rodham by Curtis Siddenfeld is, um, is a fictionalised version of, um, of uh, what might have happened if Hillary Clinton had moved into a presidential race. Oh, sorry, I should explain. Um, Do we have to go back a bit? I think you say? might, yeah, yeah I think you're right. Stuff. We have to go back a bit. It's basically Hillary without Billary. Oh, right. Yeah. The hill without the bill. <laughs> the hill without the bill. Oh, so, so it's like if she didn't marry meet and marry him. Yeah. Today. So I think I think it takes the, from the premise that maybe they met, went out, had a relationship, split up early on in the piece, and then she forged her own career out of that. So without him in the picture. Wow. And mm, wouldn't it, I love these sort of alternate histories. I do but, too, especially yes. when you can you know look at it you know straight in the eye. Yes, yeah, because we're still so close to it. That's right. Yes, wow. Yeah, oh no, she's an interesting woman, um, Curtis Sittenfeld. And um, the other one that I was planning to read mm. soon, I don't know much about it, but it's Sisterland, but it had it's had good reviews too. Yeah, so. that's one I haven't read of hers. Um, I've read Prep, which is one of her most famous novels. Oh, yes. Um, with a sort of ornery teenager in a prep school. Yeah. Um, and also American Wife, which I think is oh. a good one to, the, to um, pick up if you are waiting for Rodham and you can't wait. Go and pick up American Wife. This is this. Um, it's again. It's an. It's an imagined version of um, Laura Bush's. Laura, yes, life. yes. And I really enjoyed that book. Oh, good. Yes, fascinating. Because she's had an interesting life herself, hasn't she? Really interesting. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Oh, cool. Well, that's great. Some lots to look forward to there. And um, now we're sort of got a bit of time now to do our tips and tricks. Oh, nice. So, any um, hot tips? So, Yeah, so my hot tip for this week, um, just recently heard that um, Heart of the City campaign, which um, looks after central Auckland and um, and looks at its um, drawing people into the city and enjoying everything we have to offer, is offering a $500 prizes for tiny pieces of writing. Wow. This is right. This is a lot of money. Now, when I say tiny, I really mean tiny. We're talking 20 words or fewer. They're looking for short little pieces um, saying something thoughtful, beautiful, personal or funny about Auckland City Centre and the idea is that if your um, piece of writing is selected then it will be featured um, in an artwork and um, published in different spots around the city centre. So if you would like to go and have a go at winning one of these $500 prizes, go to hotcity.co.nz slash inyourwords, have a look at the terms and conditions and get your entry in by 5pm on the 5th of June. Oh, right. Look, that sounds so exciting. So it's really just, uh, when I say just, uh, like a haiku or... Could be a little haiku, could be a little poem, little piece of prose, anything you like. Give it a go. Fabulous, yes. And then you could see yourself on a bus shelter or or somewhere around town. And $500, that's nothing to sniff at. Oh, absolutely, yes. Oh, good. Another exciting bit of news. Mm. Well, look, I don't have so much a hot 
tip, but I do have perhaps uh, a hot quip. Ooh, go for it. Yeah. Love to hear that. So um, some people who know me know that I've got um, two blind cats, actually. Oh. And one of them, Mr. Ray, Ray Blind Cat, <laughs> he's a bit of a character. And he's absolutely obsessed with the, the keyboard on my on my iPad. Oh. I've got one. It's like a rubberized keyboard oh. and it must have nice feedback for his feet oh. so anyway or else he's just really smart but um he likes to sort of help when i'm doing some writing oh, and they I do was, don't they oh they do yes and the blind ones particularly oh. but um so i was um heading up some writing about our our show which is called books and beyond oh sure and he changed the title. So um, we now have a new name. Oh, good to know. We're now known as Books and Beyonce. Oh, I am all on board for that. Isn't that stylish? <laughs> yes, he's such a stylish man. I do love him. So up with the play. Yeah, he is. And um, he even put the E acute. The, um, yes, this at is the a end talented of cat. Oh, yes. Yeah, so we're very posh. I do feel rather styly today, actually. So I'm very happy with them. So that's sort of my quip for today. So just want to remind the listeners that the books mentioned on today's show are, are listed on um, the Books and Beyond blog, and that sits on the Auckland Library's website. Um, and all of this can be accessed via the Planet FM website. And both web addresses are coming up as part of the closing music today. So until next time, happy reading, everyone. Haere rā, kakite anō. was brought to you by Auckland Libraries. Find us online at aucklandlibraries.govt.nz and catch the program next Sunday at 9.35pm on 104.6 FM or anytime online at planetaudio.org.nz slash books and beyond. Every day, every day.